Rogostoso, Evamba Rodostoso, Rebetiki, Nimba Rodostoso, Evebiandaramataramante, Etaramataramaleki, Sisiki Arabacuta Rebeteke, Viendo Rodostesehe, Ebramarabarebitiriandaramataribiarabotocosto, Ibramandaramateriataramalehesesitiritriadorobotoko e breto sta sale breto costo i barama caleme ma bate ma vante basso ho si si histi si i caroboco so so ho ma sa barehe i chi adoro lambra testo se heste se he abrata radosto so ho le brandara mandari adoromo Nambra mandarabatare andoko, estu sotoro malakandare besese, este sihiti kiarabatara maleke, bambo rado kale brasto solebrato, mande currado kososo, evi bradu curruta san sete, i brando rodosto soho, di Blessed is the name of the Lord. Blessed is the name of the Lord. You know, the Apostle Paul made a statement, one of his more outrageous statements in 1 Corinthians 14. He said, I thank my God I speak with tongues more than you all. And in the Greek, it's very, uh, you can't do it in English. In English, you have to take the context, make a sum. So your own mind, this is why English has its limits. Paul said, I thank God I speak in tongues more than you all. There's, there's actually two English trans- translations that I speak in tongues more than Karen, because Karen's the one who speaks in tongues the most of all of you. But there's another translation, which is actually accurate to the Greek, is that Paul said, I speak in tongues more than you all. That means if we added up all the time that the entire Corinthian church prayed in tongues, Paul prayed in tongues more than all of them combined. Not that he was the one who prayed in tongues more than any of them, but that he prayed in tongues more than all of them if you added them together. That's how outrageous that statement is in the sense of priority and of his participation. The only thing he said about it is it's it's not for a public meeting, it's not for outsiders. And in this case, when he was talking about that, he's talking about his personal prayer life. So, you know, his his natural language was either Greek or Hebrew. I don't know if he prayed in Greek or Hebrew, whichever one was dominant in him. For us, it's English, right? But I think it's pretty obvious that he prayed in tongues more than he prayed in his natural language. If you just, if you just look at it that way. Now, in John 7, there's a reason I want to bring this out. Because I want you to be confident in your praying in tongues. Jesus said in verse 38 of John 7, He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly will flow 
rivers of living water. See, the, praying in tongues ought to be a constant flow, like a river of living water. He, he goes on in verse 39 to focus on this as, as your relationship with the Holy Spirit. But this spake he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. Well, when Jesus was given and, and, and glorified and the Spirit was given, the, the Spirit was poured out from on high. Thank you, John. And, and out of their belly flow rivers of living water. When you begin to pray in tongues, sometimes as a, as a, as a, as a, new, uh, a new believer or someone just getting into the move of God, you know, sometimes it feels like you've got this big pipeline and at the top, God's dumping in, you know, tons and tons of water. But then as the pipe comes out and hits you in the face, it's just a little drip, you know. And, and that, that, that was my experience. But what I found out is that the more that I would pray in the Holy Spirit, it's like it's cleaning out that pipe, you know. And which that pipe isn't on God's part, it's on my part. And it would begin to flow. There is a flow. And I just want to encourage you that. Because some people praying in tongues are saying, well, it just feels like, you know, it, it, it's like I'm fighting or I'm pushing. And that's all right. You are. You, you're, you're, you need to, to open up and allow that to flow. And quite honestly, the only way I know is, is to keep on keeping on. Because sometimes your emotions will close you down. Sometimes circumstances. Sometimes spiritual oppression. Probably the hardest time that I, I just was trying to think about it, it was brought up into my attention while I was pacing. When, it, when spiritual pressure was so strong, I could, I could hardly talk at all. I mean, I could, it was a force of effort just to lift my hands. And, and that's when I was in a room in uh, Romania with Gene Olin laying on a couch and he'd been left for dead and had been beat up and his brain was damaged and it was just, I was in that room and it, and it felt like there was literally something resisting like pressure in the air that I couldn't lift my hands and praise the Lord. And to pray in tongues was like, Ishai. you know, and then you just got to, you got to push, you got to press. And I stood there in the middle of that room. And I don't know why. I had to stand in the middle of the room. I couldn't stand. I couldn't sit in a chair. I, could, I had to stand in the middle of that room and lifting my hands just to come against that spiritual oppression that was trying to smother me. And you just keep... And then, it, you know, the, the next phrase is a little bit more fluid. And after a while, I don't know how long, I'm not going to get melodramatic I don't care if it's five minutes or if it takes 50 minutes it's really irrelevant isn't it because we're not that's not what we're after we're just after the flow but when you make the breakthrough and the flow comes <laughs> then you know oh this is what I was after this is what I was after I want to encourage you in that because in that flow that's God's design for man with the spirit with a woman with the spirit that the spirit and the man, the spirit and the woman are so combined as one. Did you know he works together with us? Now go real quick to Romans 8. I know I said we're not going to be teaching a lot, but uh, 
uh, I, I want to get right back into application. When it comes to prayer, a lot of people, we have, I mentioned it the other night, we make one of two errors. One is we, we see ourselves as exclusive. Well, I'm an intercessor because I'm a prophet. Or we see ourselves in the negative that, you know, well, I'm not one of those. That's how I get away from it. So, so the excuse is, is to run from an obligation that the Scripture puts on us. I used evangelism as an example. There's a lot of people that will say, well, I'm not going to witness, I'm not going to evangelize because I'm not an evangelist. Well, you are a disciple, you're a believer, and you're born to reproduce, and we, and we share, we share the gospel. And you are well qualified to share the gospel. Five minutes after you're born again, you're well qualified, right? Well, we do the same thing with intercession, whether we think about it or not. See, we put it up because there's so many great books about these great intercessors, and we read them and we talk about them until we know we're completely not that. <laughs> and then, then we're not obligated. The same as we're not obligated to pass out tracts or share Jesus, but we really, really are. God's called you to prayer. People say, well, I'm not like sister so-and-so. She's called to prayer. Well, so are you. So are you. Now, uh, granted, God will move different in sister so-and-so than he will in Mr. So-and-so. Or, uh, the, God is an amazing v- God of variety. But, but, but we ought to be thrilled with the privilege that God's called us to pray. That he listens to our prayer. Amen. And he will lead us into intercession. And he is looking. The eyes of the, the, the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth in, in, in uh, 2 Corinthians 16. In Ezekiel 22, he says, and I sought for a man. You know, he's still looking. That wasn't just one situation. How many of you know there's a lot of situations going on in the earth right now? A lot of situations. And God's looking for men and women that he can participate with who will bring something to pass. And here's what I want to put the finger on. And the initiative isn't on God, it's on you. Look here in Romans 8. I went, Brother Hagin showed me this one time in his preaching, and it just completely transformed my thinking. Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit also helps our weaknesses, for we know not what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us, with groanings which cannot be uttered. Did you notice here in verse 26 that the Spirit helps us? If I said to Bob, come here and help me move this podium. Come on, Bob, help me move this podium. Who's taking the initiative? I am. What's he doing? He, he's just helping. Thank you, Bob. You were a good helper. Yeah, yeah. Now, now he's taking. Now I'll, I'll help you put it back. See, it's pretty simple. Just, just that, that simplicity of that word. But most people don't think the Holy Spirit helps them. Most people are waiting for the Holy Spirit to do it, and you help him. 
Let me say it another way. If you're not going to do it, he can't help. He can't help what you don't do. So somebody said, well, well how, how do I do that? Well, sometimes it's just starting. It's just getting up. I've had people ask me, well, can I pray in tongues for a specific person? Because when I pray in tongues, I don't know what I'm saying. Well, I don't know. I do. I believe the Holy Spirit helps me. I say, Lord, I need to pray for my three boys, but I don't know where they're at. And I don't know what's going on. But, but help me, Holy Ghost. Right? Say, well, can you do that? Well, I guess you can because I've done it. No, I know you can. I'm, I'm being a little facetious to catch your attention. There are what we call burdens of the Spirit, just like there's a call to, to evangelism and there's a call to the prophetic and the evangelist is going to witness and the prophet's going to make intercession. But wait, that doesn't take away our obligation to evangelize. And that's our initiative. That doesn't take away our obligation to pray and intercede. See, see, that's our initiative. Well, there are also times when God will wake you up in the middle of the night. And you will know. He's, he's, he's knocking, right? Something's going on. Maybe he gives you a, a glimpse or maybe he gives you a vision. And you better roll out of bed because the Holy Ghost is saying, you know, red alert. And so you will go to pray. But if you take that as the norm, as the standard, as the everyday, well, you're going to miss a whole lot. Because he wants to help you. I have had, on more than one occasion, it surprised me. If I hadn't heard some other ministers talk about it, I would have thought I was off into false doctrine. But I've had on more than one occasion, I've been praying about something, asking the Lord. What do you want to do? What's your will? And the Lord's asked me, what do you want to do? And I'm like, can it be? Could it really be that way? Well, yeah. God's interested in you. and you got a, He gave you a will. He gave you a, a mind. He gave you desires. What do you want? As long as it doesn't conflict with, with his plan for your life. Does he really care if you have a black car or a red car? Right? No. And yet we, f- we fail to realize our own initiative in prayer. Our own initiative to rise up. So let's stand up again and pray in tongues. And I would like you to do two things. One is aim to, 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 to clear the pipe, so to speak. Don't worry about, well, what am I praying or am I missing it and not praying for something else or this doesn't seem like I'm doing anything important. What you're doing is vastly important. Developing your spirit, causing the flow to flow better. And then in that, whatever area you have that you are concerned about, ask the spirit to help you in your prayer. Yeah, go ahead and pray in English for a little bit like I taught you. Switch back to tongues. But let the Spirit help you. Amen? Let's just start for a little bit. Oh, <laughs> 
O Ramalambrasta Sihichitiki, Yedo Ramasta Seheste, E Ramalabrato, E Bromahase Sihi, Yeste Sehebra Darabahaye Doromalambrando, Namba Sehita Ramaraboteke, Abramalabritri Alahandara Malabrastosho, O Ramalabritri Andara Malabrosta Saseheste, Este sehe sheheda, ambra, ebro, nambra, desto seva caeta, shokohoro noko basta. Nemalamba rabale meheste sehe, ibramba rebete kio rodoro boko hustoso. Evomba yedo rombasta, sihitara madarambale, bredo robotoko. O ramalambramba bale, bredo romatakahaye, nambre bahasta sa. Este se hishitiki, nambre heste se heste hesotoko, o ramarebitiki aramata ramataka, avabaha rabata hasesoho daramodoromoko, o ramalabrabaye doromalakaterepeke, nambre do barrabalebri alamateko, o ramalebre doromandara, mesto se tu carredo balembrota caste shehe de ti. Eva malambrando, ebru bandesti si citiki araba kuhura mandarabateke, ebro malabrando robolo costo sohusta sasa, shesto seva rado stoso breto ku ura malabrato romalaka, ebre duromadara moribitiki aramalabrotara malabra, vambarabaste sheshe biadarabatareba, Ibram Botoromala, Biedo, Cayedo sta sovaie. Istaita Ramala Candere Bidriala Mataroboco. Esti Sisi Arabotorobo. Esa Sutara Boteri Bitiki. Embrosto. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Brosta. Brosta. Rest, rest, and refreshing. This is the rest, and this is the refreshing, wherewith the weary may rest. Masahatehe, ibramambaye doromalakasta sitaramalebre, randoromalakasesi, avabaye doromboko, rodoromalabrababaye doromotoko, o ramalabre doromalabrato romolobo, O ramara bateri ala bro bateri bateri andara malakandara bale arrebandoro malabriteri andoro malakandane malabrato kososo lebra andara baleki arabotoro malakesesi abrida namandari ala daroma daroma leke kisto ye duramandara madesto se esti sisi aturo malakandesese deste. Nambre du carredo, nambre besisi, tandashto osto so. I thank you, Lord. Every man of God will rise up stronger and stronger and stronger in the spirit in our day, that our day will not be like the former. Our day will not be or see a decline, but an increase, an increase, an increase, an outreach, an outreach, an outreach, a step up, a step up, a step up. 
Lord, I thank you that the decline, the downgrade, the slope, it's come to its bottom. It's come to its bottom. The church must rise. The church must rise. And I thank you for it, Lord, that the Spirit of the Lord upon us will lift us up. Oh, Ramasese, lift us up to a better place, a better place, a broader place, a wider place. Oh, Ramandare Besisi, Arabata Ramasase. Ambre do rodo kushe bredu bale bredu kayeshteshe. Eva marabare do romoto koste sisititi. Nambre do kurodo stose bianda ramandare beteke. E broma lambranda rebesto sokele me este sitara bata. Ava baieto rodo stoso oste sida rana mandere in the nebesti si 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 de so sarebeteri andara malakisi esto so satereste se se e brano rebata casa e brano romanderi andara malakeste se e brano romolocosto so teteteste se e brano robalakaste si taramata raboloku Ova ma babare bitiri andara badara badari aloko so 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 pa ni brambadare bitiki anabara balakeste si 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 nambara balakandara bare bitiri mira badara malakanare bitiri alamanare badare biti barra narabaloko so 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 se bitiri bitiki abroso so tare bitiki bara malamana materiala kanara badara ba nambre bodorombaloko so so torobotoko O Roma landa ni masto shebiki ato kostoso. O Rama labrado romoto kostose heshte shehe. I daramandaria robo kostose terialamarado kohosto. Bahredo bandaramase sita romataka. E broma labrando romoto kostoso o stase sehete keheste. Blessed are you, Jesus. Andarabatarabaleke. E brama labrato romoto coso setiki. Rado costo soto robata caribeteke. Ambre tu randa randeste se heste se. Avamarado coso se hishaito cuto ridoso. O ramadaramalacaste se heste. Se heste. Seheste, bresto lambre torrabate kisti sicaye, ava babare bantaramata kurabasha shabayeto kostoso, nombrando ramada romalaka darabataria lambrando rabota kushabayeto rombotoko, ora mole kushtaita rabalandrea doromalaka darabate. Abrama darambaria daramataria bataramolocostoso. Bosta ido corranda rebeke. Ye daramotaria la cotaramalacastasa. O rabole kishti shiarabataramolocostoso hosta se se se. Nambre do costoso ho se se se. Embrandoromato costoso ho. E Brahma Babari Bitiki. All right, let's uh, just just 
put, put it in neutral for just a second and, and listen to just a little bit more direction. What I want to encourage you in is let's go back to praying in the spirit. But this is what I'd like you to do. And, uh, and you can kneel, walk, pace, lay on your face or just sit there, you know, however is best for you. But where it says, and I sought for a man to make up the, the hedge and stand in the gap. He's saying there's a problem. And I'm looking for someone to be my prayer warrior. That's what he's saying, right? And it wasn't just for one time. All scripture's written for us. So there's problems somewhere in the world right now. I don't, I don't, I don't know. It could be down the street. It could be a relative of yours. Or it could be someone in South America. It could be some, some little boys getting ready to run in front of a car. Get hit by a car. Well, if, if you saw that with your physical eyes and you knew it was going to happen, wouldn't you try to stop it? Well, sure you would. So let's just do it this way. Let's go back into praying in tongues. But I want, like, we, well, like I asked you on uh, Tuesday night, make yourself available. Just say, Lord, here I am. Is it, how, how can I help? How can I help? Where can I? Let, let, let's, let's pray a little bit here together, Lord. And, and just offer yourself to the Holy Spirit to be used by Him. See, we can experiment with these things. I know, I know if you, you, you just push out a little bit in this, this realm, you'd be surprised how much the Lord will use you. Amen? So just all on your own, just go to the Lord. And uh, just, just let Him know, I'm available, Lord. Anything going on that needs dealt with in prayer, here I am. Holy Spirit, move through me. All right? Just go on off on your own. And, and I'm not saying you're going to have some vision or something like that. But just join up with the Holy Ghost and pray it out. Here I am, Lord. All of us here together. We make ourselves available to you to be used of you, for you to flow through us, to touch, to touch the needs in the earth. To touch the needs in the earth. Nambre bole besi sita ramata rabari biteki. Vamba rado so se heste sheheste se. E hafosta sehest. Aso shekubiato kas. Aste sita hita kiedo. Brasa handieto kashe. Nambre hesi sita ita. Ambre mahane hese sehe. Uta rebo roma maye hi samba haye. Ava baye hesi si. Nambe heto kuhushta ita ha. Namba harimotaka. E hesi si. Brehesti shitoko. O kahare matakaye. Ye do kies. So sahante ke ambrehisto eto kumbra maye toko la haramata kesese ovambarale ke shitoko brando ko shitoko male hista itara matara male nambre susote ki uroma babaye 
do kusote kura la kasheku o kura meke arabakare beteke e karala kahaste se heste se ava mare do kohore bataka yeshe sheboku e kura lambramba yeke se se nambala hasta sahate keste se eshuka i karala kasta sa Asa na ye doko o rabakare beteke ye probaba ye shukuma ye doromala male e brama ba ye barabakusha kayeteke nambarado kuhu soto kuhu e probala mashe boyete de bashaka baraba ye do namamare malamasisi Bredu kurono koso se peste ise si si karabote beteki labra babaye dorombo koso sukate pesto oche beheshesi ava bahasesi brando koho soto koho rebeteke ibramo kose bakarabalema Mama yedu roba lebre tu castese, nambarado costo se piatuko, ale brada doste oku roba cole manerete, evrado so cete ki, namarabala caita caiecete ke, ora marabate ki ala brato roma lambranda rabayedo romoko. O ramare bidiri alabrado robolo madara mare beteke e bramara bateri alaharado koso seso seta kaye nam bradri alahambaramba tekutoro morobo seso o ramala bateki si tarabatara maleke sese e brambadari bidiri adaromo loko seso chaito koso so e brama darama darama leke sisi e brama darabatari arabotoko embroso sisi chato costoso e brando roma la casa sasa soshebeteke e bromba la braba baye de roma rabalaki arabatarama lebre de dideri ala kandarama laka arebato romo loko sososo Ni brama la casa sashi i soso terebe teriatara barabari ala casa sa ava baye deri ala harabosha balabahate kehe ebroho soso ho o karala katarebe tititiki lambra hanara badebe sesehe namba harabatare arabole kososo terebe teriala manara bataku O rombolo koso se biti titi arabata ramaleke ni brambediri ala kandara boka tare bete ribiti ki o ramala bro tare bese se hese se hichaito koho o vamba babari bitri ala koso te ki ala brato koso te briando robo kosta te troma brendo robasa se hese te kehe i karala kandara malehe sheto koye kurala bata biendo kose sedo ko barambale barambale bodale nendiri ala hache boko hochete ke mandara balakasta sasa emane malandara makomare bedi arabala kandare beteki abrababaye dorombolo ko soso hote ke heste se 
Blessed is your name, Lord. Blessed is your name. Blessed is your name. Let, let me encourage you in the role of your faith or using faith when you pray in tongues. Now that might sound interesting to you at the first because the prayer of faith is one thing. What do you need faith for when you pray in the Holy Ghost? Well, really, faith in the role of prayer has two sides. One, faith that you release when you pray and say, in Jesus' name, amen, believing that you receive. You're, you're exercising faith. But when you get into the realm of intercession and you're actually dealing with things that you don't even know what you're praying for, or you, don't, you will never know if they're even answered. You have to believe. For example, somewhere there may have been some little boy getting ready to run in front of a car and get killed, but one of you prayed in tongues just a minute ago, and you're never going to know. You're never going to meet that little boy. You're, you're never going to see. But the fact is... That little boy's alive because someone got out, of, you know, got out on their knees and prayed in the Holy Ghost. That's what I'm talking about. You need to recognize the role of faith with intercession and praying in the Spirit. Now, sometimes, let me give, well, let me give you another example. Just because just, I know the Lord will minister this to you because I know how good he is. He likes to confirm to you certain things when we are weak, to, to kind of help us nudge us along the way, just because he knows we're still flesh. Let me give you an example. Years ago, the Lord told me, it was in Sri Lanka, and he told me, I need you to preach this message. I already had my messages all plotted out. And the Lord said, no, I want you to teach this message on how to be led by the Spirit, because if you don't, someone in the congregation will die that day. And I thought, wow. So it had nothing to do with my series. I was teaching a series. So I broke the series up, taught this message on being led by the Spirit. And the very next day in the morning, because we were doing day meetings, the very next day in the morning, this, this sweet old lady, she gets up, testifies. Thank, thank God for that message last night. I went home and as usual, I, I make a little fire in my stove and all the wood is stacked out around this door. And, and usually I just reach around the door and grab the stick. But this time as I started to reach, my spirit said, no. And, 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 and you just taught me how to follow that. So I got a flashlight and I looked. And there was, there was a, a, a cobra coiled up, ready to strike on that stack of wood. And, but she followed her spirit. And, you know, I've thought often about that. It was a great testimony, but you know what, it, what did it do for me? It gave me the confirmation that I wasn't crazy. Right? So, I mean, so, so what if that even happened, but she didn't testify? Maybe she had to go visit somebody and never came back to that church. And then I'd go through life, I'd have to believe that, that I preached that message and someone was still alive. You see what I'm saying? And that's fine. That's where faith enters in. But every once in a while, he'll give the confirmation to your praying. And it could be some conversation or something you read somewhere. I, 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 I know one time I was praying 
in, in the spirit for a long period of time. And, and the Lord brought a, a, a celebrity up to me while I was praying. I don't want to get into it. Some of you will probably try to Google it and figure it out. But there was a woman shacked up with a famous man. And the Lord told me she, that he had her under a, a spell of witchcraft. Well, he is a witch, literally. And I broke it. Break, break that. She's under his spell. Break that controlling spirit. So I did. And it was a whole maybe 20 seconds of my prayer time. Really wasn't anything. I wouldn't even say there was a burden. I just did it. And a couple days later, somewhere, internet or newspaper or something, there it was that so-and-so left this man. And I thought, well, the fact that I'd even see that news, because I don't go watching celebrity news, what was that for me? It was, for me, it was confirmation that you can even pray. Did you know you can pray about presidents? Did you know you can pray about senators? Do you want to know why most people don't? Is this realm of faith? Because if you pray for Pat, you see him, and, you, and you'll have some feedback. But who said you need feedback? See, that's where faith comes in. So if you pray uh, uh, for, for our, our president, for our vice president, you know, we pray for our senators and our, our congressmen. You may never get any feedback. That, that doesn't mean anything. You've got to stand in that role of faith. Why? Because your prayers work. And God uses you. And every prayer we speak in faith. Isn't that right, Bob? Every, Bob has a, I don't know, God burned it into him. But you've probably heard him talk about declare decree right I've heard that all of his ministry declare it decree it and you decree a thing and it shall come to pass amen so don't be afraid to expand uh, uh, how God's using you and and don't take the limits off I don't need to know now conversely on that be careful when you do get feedback just be careful with it. God can, can, can use it, certainly, to glorify him, but you make sure it's glorifying him and not you. Right? And he'll use it to confirm some things in your life. That's great. But you don't need to be sharing everything. It, it's just, it's just going to hinder you. So just somebody said, well, well, I don't know. Should I share it or should I not? Well, that's where counsel comes in. And you ought to have someone you can go to and share things with them. And just sometimes I'll share things with Terry or with Bob just to make sure I'm not getting off. You know, because, well, you know, what about this? And, and, and when you find that the Lord's been ministering the same thing to them, well, then that helps you. Well, then that doesn't mean now you go on Facebook and, 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 and tell the whole world. You know, just because God gives you a dream, does he didn't give you a dream so you'd have more followers on Facebook. It's, it's the truth. You know, if God, God wants to release something in the earth, well, then he'll do that. But imagine back in Paul's day, there wasn't any Facebook. So, so was it not as powerful because someone had a dream, but it didn't get to be posted? 
Is the dream going to be more effective because you posted it and got more likes? Might be preaching better than you're shouting. If God releases something, he releases it. I would say the large majority of what God shares with you isn't to be shared with others. It's to be taken to your knees and prayed through. I'm always... Always we have the tendency, well, the Lord showed me something that's wrong in that church. Thank God. Now you're the one responsible to fix it. But that's usually not what they're thinking. God showed me something terrible in this church. Now I'm going to let everybody know. So, wow, Pastor Dale, I need to talk to you. The Lord showed me something wrong with this pastor. Well, wait, wait a minute. Why are you telling me? Why aren't you on your knees and fixing it? And then it doesn't, it goes away and nobody ever knew about it. Uh-oh, that means they'll never know about you either. You, you Nobody will write a book about what a famous prayer warrior you are. Right? Think of all the famous books you know about prayer warriors. I'll tell you this, there's probably been about 10,000 greater ones. But there ain't no book written about them. Because the books written about those prayer warriors are just like the, the, the few confirmations he puts in your life just to get you going in the right direction. Amen? All right, we've got a few more minutes. Let's take about uh, five more minutes and let's pray in the Holy Ghost a little bit more. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Paul said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. And it's an in, incredibly uh, interesting how there are certain things, if you don't watch yourself, you'll be ashamed of it. I remember as a teenager, and I got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. Uh, somehow I got challenged, I don't know about if it was by a youth leader or who, about taking my Bible to school. And I was 16 years old, and I was a pretty tough little runt. And, uh, you know, you punch me, I'm going to punch you back. But taking a Bible to school was one of the hardest things I ever did in my life because it identified me. And it's incredible, the lesson I learned that I took it to school and, and had that Bible. I mean, everybody knew what it was. A couple people made comments. A couple people might have tried to tease me, but typically they didn't because they wasn't sure if I was sanctified yet. <laughs> but I, what I realized is I was ashamed of something that was a piece of cake. And that one experience of stepping out and, 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 and fear and trembling, well, then I realized I'm not ashamed. It, it's like it broke. That one day, from then on, I always had my Bible with me in school. And, and it was, it was, I never had to break it again. You see what I'm saying? And then, then I, I just went further. Uh, and uh, I remember I found myself a big, probably three-inch wooden cross 
and, and, and I had that thing right here. I jumped in a swimming pool one time and some girls said, is that, is that jewelry or a life preserver? Does he have float? Well, I'm a believer. You're going to know. I'm not ashamed, right? Well, mo- most, what's that? The answer was yes. Yes. <laughs> my, my point in all this is we understand it at that level, but I'm still amazed. Even people that are filled with the Holy Ghost 10, 15, 20 years are still ashamed of it. Like lightning's going to strike if they pray out loud in a restaurant. Or in the, in, the, in the table right next to him, somebody with green hair and rings all out their ears and their noses and God knows where else, saying profanity or talking whatever they want to talk, and no shame at all. But God forbid that you speak in tongues. Break that. It'll be the, one of the greatest blessings on your life. There's no shame in the gospel. Amen. Amen. Really, really will help you. And uh, especially when you're in some situation and uh, you speak out in tongues and somebody looks at you and says, what is that? I say, it's just another language. I mean, it is. It is. And the other thing is in, in that, then you take confidence. You can think of all the folks you know in prayer and all the prayers that they talk about that have been answered in their life and thank God for all of that just in this one hour who knows how many thousands of things did not happen did not happen so we can pray after the fact someone was in a car accident and we prayed and God raised them up praise the Lord but you want to know what's better is that silent prayer warrior praying in tongues by their bed every morning and a car accident never happened. Nobody knows, sure. Nobody gets credit, sure. Praise God. I have a personal opinion, completely my own personal opinion. But, but you know, when I relax, I like to watch movies. We're going to have a millennium of relaxing. We're going to get to watch a lot of prayer movies. You know? Hey, I want to back up to the to the... The 10th? No, what's that say? 16th. The 16th of June, 2022. Let's back up. That was that day Spirit of God came on me. And look at what didn't happen. Amen? 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 Put faith in your praying in tongues. Don't be ashamed of your praying in tongues. And let the Holy Ghost help you. Thank God for burdens. We're going to talk a little bit about it tonight and identification. But he helps us. So that means you can take the initiative, be disciplined. One of the most disciplined people I know is sitting right there. I I wake up in the morning and there's my Proverbs woman who gets up earlier than me. And if I walk in the kitchen and she ain't in the Bible, it's not a normal day. And we pray in the Spirit, don't we? Amen. I had a great testimony. Uh, Somebody came up right at the beginning and said, man, we've been praying in tongues and there's miracles already. And he pointed at the board, but it was the other slide. 
Where's the other slide? We've, we've, got, we've got dates for the landmark for next year. That's a miracle. Yeah, prayer works. I, I said, well, if we keep on praying, we might have dates for 2024. We appreciate everyone in your heart for Landmark. Glory to God. It just gets gooder and gooder. Oh, that's right. We have English. We got two English teachers back here. Gooder and gooder don't don't go. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> The Lord is good. Amen. Well, I got a bunch of, uh, what's that? (laughs) Debbie's letting us all know it's the second week of June. All right, guys, we, we can pray that one out. You can put an auto repeat on your phone calendar. Amen. So, uh, just real quick before we start to pray again, does anyone have any burning testimony of the prayer time that you'd like to share? No. Uh, is that you got your hand? You got to raise your hand up where I can see it. Are you afraid or? Come on. I, he's like Bob. I can pick on him. Come up here where you get the mic. Come on. Everybody know Alex. Alex is my sidekick, uh, pastor from Crimea. Oh, say it again. Man of God. Crimea. It's Crimea. Like, it's a call of the Krim. It was, uh, it's, it's a little testimony from, from the time of prayer. I'm going to talk about you, ma'am, and you're going to love this. Um, we're in a time of prayer, and we're praying in tongues and praying in tongues, and Bob just finished praying for me. I'm in tears. And then someone at the back repeatedly says this, Gavarish, Gavarish, Gavarish. I'm thinking, there's no Russians here. This, this was the Russian word. I'll explain what it was. I'm thinking, no, no, no. I'm not making things up. It's big tears are making me think that. No, but repeat it. Gavarish, Gavarish, which means like, he who speaks or he speaks. He speaks, With, he speaks, he speaks. And it's like I turn over and it was her. It was the gift of the different tongues. And then she switched and it was another word, similar phrase. He speaks. He speaks. He speaks. Blew me away. That was really That's cool. spooky awesome. Seriously, that's just a true story. Well, we're not far from Spooky Nook, so that's Spooky Awesome. It's the name of our next church we start, Spooky Awesome. You've got to reach the millennials. You know? Where do you go to church? I go to this Spooky Awesome church. <laughs> well, it's, pro- it's, it's <laughs> It's probably better than the one I wanted. Back when I was 20, I wanted a church called TTT, Tongue Talkers Tabernacle. (laughs) He got voted. Yeah. See, there's proof sometimes I listen to you, honey. (laughs) 
Yeah, two to the third. We're just too happy. That happens when you pray in tongues too. Get drunk in the Holy Spirit. Start laughing at calamity. Isn't that right, Bob? Amen. You want to come and lead us in some prayer? You th- <laughs> she, look at this. She's got some, come on, Karen, glory to God. Well, because you're so kind and asked a little bit, three or five minutes, that'd be all right, because it's always good and rich. Amen. 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 I always like Karen. She, she dresses all, she always dresses like she's going to the president's ball. <laughs> she's always ready for heiress. Well, yes, we do. You want this? Um, it's funny, you, you probably don't know this, but Bob McDonald, the pastor in Titusville, whom I worked for, uh, he was very European in his thinking. And what? <laughs> and European colors are very mute and boring. Sorry to all you Europeans out there, but nevertheless, I used to kid him and say, well, you'll be on your side of heaven with the mute and boring colors, and I'll be on my side of heaven with the sparkle and the glitter. (laughs) So it kind of just was one of those back and forth. And anyway, heaven will have all of that. Amen. Because God the Father loves you and your desires so much. Uh, All right. Where do I start, Lord? I have five minutes. Kiriara, Shannatara. Um, four and a half now. <laughs> Ephesians 3.10. Let's go there real quick. It's the last scripture before six of them. So how's that for uh, passing over scriptures? Ephesians 3. I'll say this real quick. We're at the end of the age, and there's so much of the scripture that bears witness to that. When Jesus got up in Nazareth at the synagogue and wrote, uh, quoted Isaiah 61, he ended with, this is the acceptable year of the Lord. He stopped midstream and did not finish the sentence saying, and the, the coming of the, aven- the day of the vengeance of God, because he was there for the first time. And he was there for the acceptable year of the Lord. He is coming back for the vengeance of God, the wrath of God on an unsaved, ungodly world. So he did not finish that scripture. And he did not explain that because there was going to be a gap for 2,000 years that nobody knew of. It was called the mystery of the Gentile age. And the reason we're in it is because God the Father wanted more kids. I don't know how else to say it. He wanted more sons and daughters. He loves families. He loves families. He is for individual individuals, but he loves families. And so he had in his heart, he's going to give this 2,000-year uh, gap before, between the acceptable year when Jesus came and the day of vengeance when he comes back. And in that time, it's called the Gentile age. And we're a part of that. Can you say praise the Lord? And aren't you glad that uh, Jesus 
gave us this time, Ephesians 3.10, are you all there? We can read the whole thing, but I'm not for the, because I have three minutes now. But verse 10, it says, to the intent, no, I'm going to go to nine. And to make all see what is the fellowship of this mystery. What is the mystery? Come on, everybody. Christ in me, the hope of glory. That's the mystery that was hidden from uh, the principalities and powers of the air of this season, of this time. And for us, it was laid up for us. It says that if they knew this mystery, that they never would have crucified Jesus. But they didn't know. Which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Christ Jesus, to the intent that now the manifest wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers of the heavenly places. Now, just read this. The intent of why it's a mystery and why it was hidden in God for all the Old Testament, all the prophets, everything, until now is so that the church can manifest the wisdom of God and prove to all these principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and demons just how special you are in Christ Jesus. That power, that glory, that redeeming, that deliverance, everything that Jesus paid a hefty price for it with his blood is now made manifest in you because Christ in you is his, the Father's glory. It was in Christ, but now it's in you too. So here we are at the end of the age when the blindness is now being lifted from the Jews if you check it out, many are coming into the knowledge of, of their Messiah, Jesus. And the fullness of the time of the Gentile is coming to a close. And for whatever reason, God the Father ordained us to be here at this time, knowing all this knowledge of the word of God to manifest his glory and his power more and more and more. And I was just telling Pastor Dale... You know, I've given birth to five kids naturally. And for those of you who have, you can understand this. The contractions are harder than at the end when you're pushing. Anybody raise your hand, ladies, if that's true? The contractions are harder. They're more painful. They just are. But once you hear, okay, push, it's like pain disappears and now there's a release and a rush, and it's just so much easier. That's where we're at right now. At the end, we're pressing into the kingdom of God. And, and this tongues, it's praying in the Holy Spirit. Turn to Romans 8. Who will give me one more minute? One more minute. Just one more. <laughs> I learn. I learn real quickly from the masters here. Okay, so... Look at Romans 8 and verse 19. For the earnest expectation of the creation eagerly waits. See, that's a position. Why is there so much pain involved in childbirth? Uh, that dissipates when you start pushing. It's gone. You, you're eagerly waiting. I mean, it's minutes and you're going to have what you're eagerly waiting for. What the whole creation's eagerly waiting for the revealing of the sons of God. 
For the creation was subject was subjected to fertility, not a willing, but because of him who subjected it in hope. Because the creation itself will also be delivered from bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. When Pastor Dale said, say it out loud, I am free, I am free. It's because you are. You have been freed. For we know that the whole creation groans and labors with birth pains together until now. Not only that, but we also who have the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves groan within ourselves, eagerly waiting for the adoption, the redemption of the body. That's where we're at. So when we pray in tongues, and I've, you know, you you who go to this church, you heard this sermon about Dave Robinson's book, The Walk in the Spirit, The Walk of Power. And he's on YouTube. You can listen to an hour praying in tongues. I really highly recommend that you get it and you just discipline yourself to start praying an hour in tongues. Be coached by him. Be coached by the Holy Spirit. Whatever it takes, get in that place where it start, it's like becoming you to pray in the Spirit. Every day you're praying in the Spirit. And Dale used to say, percolate. Percolate all day long. Pray when you're at the gym. Pray when you're in the car. Pray when you're at the grocery store. Pray under your tongue. Why? Every word you say, every syllable in the Spirit, you're in the Spirit. Your mind is not fruitful. You're still thinking other things. You're going through life. But your spirit's in, as you're praying in the Spirit, you're in the Spirit. And every word is weighty with the will of the Father, with purpose. Amen? So don't negate that. And just learn to percolate. Just all throughout the day, just pray in tongues. Start disciplining yourself, conditioning yourself. That it just becomes you. That's a way of life for you. And that's what's happening at the end times. And I'm telling you, the world is going to feel the birth pains, but not us. We're going to feel that release as we get closer and closer to our blessed hope. And that should bring great joy, great joy to your life and great peace. Amen. Well, Father, we just thank you for this time to pray in the Spirit. Father, we thank you so much for this beautiful gift, this oneness of language that you gave us, that spirit unto spirit. And Father, we value it. We honor it. We celebrate it. We're so grateful that you, in your wisdom, gave us this language from your spirit to our spirit, our spirit to yours. So, Father, we just thank you as we, we uh, avail ourselves, our body. It is as we will. We have to participate in this gift that, Lord, that your will will be done. Father, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Thank you for the privilege and the honor to partake with you in the... Uh, manifesting of your perfect will coming to pass. Well, feel free to stand up or kneel down or whatever you'd wish, but I'm telling you, pressing in, this, this prayer time, I don't think we really understand how important it is and what God's doing, but it is fabulous. Praise the Lord.
I'm going to encourage you. I just felt this in the Holy Spirit. Do something you didn't do before. So if you sat down praying, stand up and pray. If you stood and walked, uh, sit down and pray. Do something different. Just discipline your flesh. Do something different so you're comfortable in every function. Amen? Lift your hands when you're praying in the Spirit. Whatever it is, do just break out. Break out for yourself. Yeah, come spoke to me and he said for the Holy Spirit to do that there has to be the vehicle in place that the Holy Spirit can move through and work through and he said there are two vehicles there are two vehicles that the Holy Spirit can work through it's the word of God and prayer amen if the if the word of God and prayer are not in place the Holy Spirit has nothing to work with and work through now I said to the Lord what about people what about preachers he said, if they're not preaching the word of God and praying, he still has nothing to work through. So it still comes back to those two things. And it's something we're engaged in here this morning. Amen? You know, Paul said, he prayed, pray that the, uh, the Lord would give open doors for the word of God to be proclaimed. Amen? And, and we have to understand that all hell is bent on stopping the word of God, stopping prayer, these two vehicles from taking place especially in these areas that he's held captive for centuries. But my Bible says, Jesus said, the gates of hell will not prevail against the expansion of his church, his kingdom in the earth. Amen? All he needs is for us to challenge those gates. That's why we're here. That's one reason we're here, to challenge the gates of hell and say, no, your time's up. Amen? And to inform the enemy, his time's up. The point is, is that we need to be interceding. We need to cry out to God for open doors for these nations. Amen? I believe a big part of what's happening in Ukraine, it's first a spiritual warfare. It's first a spiritual issue. Because God has moved so powerfully in that nation. More powerfully than other nations in that whole region. More churches, more people have come to faith. And, and why? it's why the enemy attacks. I had a friend who preached the gospel in Monrovia, Liberia. And it's a dividing line between Muslim north and Christian south. And they, they came against those gates. And th- there was a revival that broke out. And over, they had 2,500 in their Bible school like after the second year of being there. God was doing a miracle, and then a civil war broke out, and people fled. They went to Ivory Coast. They did the same thing. Revival broke out. Then a civil war came, and people fled. Then they went to Ghana. Revival broke out. It was a pattern everywhere they went. It should teach us something. 
It should help us to understand that our business our, with the kingdom of God is important. And we stand at the gates. Amen? And we say no more. Hallelujah. And let's pray. I, I want to encourage you to intercede together with us and believe God for his word to find an open door. Amen? In the Middle East, that the gates of hell will not prevail against the expansion of his kingdom in this part of the world. Amen? Amen. Open doors, my God. Open doors. Praise the Lord. I so appreciate your staying strong in prayer. And I trust that we carry it back to our private prayer closets, learning how to labor. Paul said, laboring fervently in prayer. And the word labor um, connotates, um, it's, it's an interesting word in English because in the Greek, it connotates specifically hard work. Prayer is hard work, right? But also in the English, it's interesting how it parallels childbirth, labor. And it's interesting as you read, especially in the Old Testament, many parallels of intercession with childbirth, as, as Karen was bringing out. So don't, don't uh, lose heart. Jesus said in Luke, uh, pray and, and don't lose heart. Don't cave in. Don't quit. Amen. Continue to pray. I think in every landmark moving forward, we'll have at least one session each week, each day, focused on getting God's people to pray. Those of you that are established in your prayer life, I just want to encourage you to attend such meetings because 
younger people, both physically and spiritually, need to see good models, need to see good examples. You know, I still remember those prayer warriors in the past in my life that just being with them and watching them influenced me. Terry and I were privileged to have an older woman in our congregation. The first church we pastored, she was in her 70s, Mary Rattan. Boy, we visited her, and she pulled her Bible out. There was our family picture in there, and she's sharing with us how I pray for you every day. And I'll never forget that, that prayer woman, glory to God, you think, wow, Dale, you had a great ministry when you were 20. I had people praying for me. That's what it is. Amen. Boy, when I visited her one time and she was, she'd been in the nursing home and then believed God. And I, I came back from Russia and went into the nursing home and she said, put your hands on me. I want out of here. Laid hands on her and God raised her up and she went home. I don't know too many folks that went into the nursing home and then come out. She did. And I went and visited her. I said, Mary, are you ready to go home? And she looked at me and she said, I've got prayer requests that aren't answered yet. I said, well, praise the Lord. Then don't go home, right? We need those examples in our life. They really hold us fast to scriptural truth. Amen. And probably one of the greatest examples I had in my life early on was Gene Olin because he taught me to let compassion be like your prayer radar. You know, he'd see someone crying and he'd go into prayer. I didn't, I, I didn't understand that. But when I saw it time after time after time, we drove by a barn fire and I'm rubbernecking. And I look over and he's praying and there's tears coming down his cheek. Well, see, he had jumped into identification, compassion, and intercession. He's praying, I'm rubbernecking. Never felt so ashamed. But see then that example. So just continue to pray and pray and pray. I uh, remember my grandmother when I was 12 or 13, my granddad had a whole bunch of Zane Gray novels. Anybody here of Zane Gray? It's cowboy books. <laughs> and I wanted to read them and... Uh, she had, Grandpa had a whole bunch of them. She would not let me take but one at a time. And then when you're done reading it, you bring it back. I'll give you another one. After I did that about three times, she said, well, I think you need to read different kinds of books. And she gave me a book called Gulag by Alexander Solzhenitsyn. Yeah, that's 12, 13 years old. Well, I took it and I came back and I told her, Grandma, it's too hard. I can't read this. And and she sat down and told me the story of what it was. And then she said, let's get on our knees and pray for the Russian Christians. Mind you, I'm 12, 13 years old. And I prayed for this guy I never heard of, for people I never met. Alexander Solzhenitsyn. And I prayed probably three words because grandma's next to me praying, right? Well, somewhere about. 12 years ago some of you remember because uh, it was while Terry and I were pastoring here at Greenfield I went to the far east of Russia and I preached for a month and a half coming back to Moscow 70 some places and one night in this trains planes and automobile episode 
I mean, I was in so many places I didn't know where I was. And, and I was in this small town where they had just started a church. They had about 50 people. We had about 10 or 15 people got saved that night. It was a great service. And it was, we, we, we come out onto the porch and we're looking up at this beautiful, beautiful star-filled sky. And the pastor, through the interpreter, he says to me, I don't know if you know where you are. <laughs> and I said, what do you mean? And he said, this, this is the village of the Gulag where Alexander Solzhenitsyn was kept. Oh, tears rolling down my face. All I could say was, Grandma, I'm here. You don't know where your prayers will take you or the prayers of other people. Don't you ever let the devil lie to you that your prayers are not powerful. God wants to use you. And people will not be the same because you prayed. Amen. Prayer ought to get you out of bed in the morning and put you to bed at night. Hallelujah. If you go to the website, Armada Network, one word, armadanetwork.org, you can subscribe to the website. And then any new posts that are put up, which of late has not been too many, but uh, we intend to see more as we move forward. If you subscribe, that'll come to your email. That will also help to make sure, for example, if you did not get a landmark email, you know, be sure and subscribe online. But you can also be a uh, website evangelist and, uh, you know, put your aunt's email in there and subscribe for her and put your your uh, uh, ornery uncle and your ornery neighbor and your, you know, go ahead and put, put the, now you know what I'm talking about. Anyone that you feel would be interested. Amen. And then also tonight we'll talk a little bit more about it, but we are looking as the eyes of the Lord run to and fro throughout the whole earth. We're looking for, uh, in the, in the secular world, they'd call them copywriters, but we need, we need some people who would help us put the material we have on the website, which isn't difficult to do. Some typing, some copy pasting, some uploading photos. We got so many photos and videos that we want to be able to share. Well, I want more than one. You, you found two? Well, I want more than two. We want a whole team. Alex, stand up, Alex. Alex will be directing all that, so you'll be working with Alex. And uh, I don't care if you're 14 or 44 or 404, uh, if you can string an English sentence together and use a computer. Uh, you know, we do have English teachers in the room, too. We might have some help stringing those. We just want those, those articles to just get gooder and gooder. That's called reverse psychology and getting people involved. Amen. Praise the Lord. Are we all ready? Sweetheart, come and, and um, bless us in this session. Thank you. I just wanted to share with you what I call um, foundational intercession. And I saw all the young people here and I was so excited because intercession is so important when you're young. It's amazing. I, I got saved a long time ago, but I, and I, I was trying to think of how 
how I got a hold of this, but I started waking up at five o'clock in the morning and given the first hour of my day to the Lord, I mean, I was a baby Christian. I had this whole thing full of things that I quoted every morning, and then I made a list because when I was a sinner, I was a radical sinner. And so when I got saved, I wanted to be a radical uh, person for Jesus. So I made a list of all of my unsaved friends because I left a whole bunch of friends behind when I got saved. And I started interceding for them. Well, I didn't know it was intercession at the time. I was just trying to follow the Holy Ghost. And I just said, first hour of my day. And every person on that list got saved. I think that was that thing that, you know, Dale was talking about where the Lord just was encouraging me that, oh, I've got a hold of something here. At the time, I didn't know what it was, but I'm so glad I got it. And and it's putting uh, discipline in your life and habits, bringing habits to your life at a young age. It's foundational for, you know, going to school, going to high school, going to college, dating is foundational. Those are going to be established within you. And the best way I can describe that was when, when we start a church, we've started several churches, and when we start a church, we intercede. We have an in, a day of intercession every week that we intercede. And when we started Church of the World International here in Lancaster, we had a young man. I mean, we were meeting every Thursday, and I led it for five year, the first five years. And we had a young man walk in. His name was Eric. Brand new, born again Christian. Didn't know a thing. He was right out of the world, totally out of the world. Didn't know anything. He appeared at our intercessory group, and I was kind of like, oop. You know, first of all, we pray in tongues. <laughs> you know, I didn't know too much about him, but he was so excited. So we're like, oh, okay. You know, and he just joined right in with our prayer group, and we just prayed for an hour straight in tongues. And, you know, we had a guy who played a little bit of guitar and just brought the Spirit of God in, and that's essentially what we did for a whole hour. And this guy started sharing things that God was doing in his life, sharing how he missed, you know, things that he would have gone through. He matured. And that we and we could actually see him maturing, and it was really because he gave the first part of his salvation to intercession. It was very exciting to see that. And, but really, the foundational intercession of churches—you know, every every church has to be built on a foundation. You have to have a sound, a sound foundation, and it should be on intercession. I believe we. We're spared many, many things because we put that time in, you know. So I just wanted to share about how important intercession is for young people. It's just a wonderful habit to bring into your life at a young age. If you can't start with a, an hour, start with 15 minutes. And after a while, you'll hunger and you'll want to spend more time and build it up. And, you know, you don't even have to stop at an hour. <laughs> but anyways, do do incorporate that into your your life at a young age. Amen. So you want to just start? I mean, yeah. No, no time like the present. Start it now. God has lots of stuff to go through with you. Let, let me just add one encouraging word. Um, when when we got married and, and Terry uh, became pregnant, 
she, she, she talked about having lists. She pulled out her Bible and uh, she, she made a scriptural prayer. And I'm like, honey, what you got there? I, it's a prayer for my, uh, at, this was right after Ben was born. Well, this is a prayer for our daughter-in-law. Ben was just a couple months old. We started praying for Amy. Of course, Amy wasn't in there. She wasn't that spiritual. <laughs> but uh, so we prayed that for, for our daughters-in-law as soon as our boys were born. Well, we actually, my prayers first were for my boys. <laughs> that ain't quit yet. Yeah. But all, all I'm saying is that you can combine discipline with spirituality without any problem. Spiritual things operate by spiritual law. It's not, everyone thinks about intercession as being whoo out there, you know, or spooky. It, it, might, it, might, it might be a little bit unnatural because it isn't natural, but it can be orderly. It's supernatural. So, you know, have your lists, you know, as the Lord leads you. You got a goal, you got a target, let the Holy Ghost help you reach it. You always keep a ten men ten most wanted list. A list of family members, friends, co workers that need to be saved. Your ten ten men list. Uh, praying for them for their salvation. You'd be amazed how God works in people's lives through that. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. That's all. Well, you don't need to stand up. You can kneel. You can pray on your face. You can ask Bob to pray for you. Be slain in the spirit in a comfortable position. Well, let's just pray in English. Pray in the Holy Ghost. Let's seek the face of the Lord. Hallelujah. We are living in the times and seasons where time is moving faster. In fact, this week, they said it was one of the shortest days. Time is going fast. The Bible calls it times where the reaper catches up with the sower. We're living in those times where maybe it took us 20 years, 10 years to accomplish something, either character issues or you know, just releasing our faith properly to receive the answers. It's not going to take that long anymore. So what may have taken us 10 years is going to happen in a year. We're living in the days where the reaper is catching up with the sower, which means start releasing your faith as you're praying in the spirit, not dictating to the Father your answered prayers, but releasing your faith to receive it quicker. That's the season we're in. God's answering prayer quicker, faster. So release your, your faith as you're praying in the spirit to see your prayers answered quicker. One other thing the spirit is just saying, God showed me this week, the word of God is sharper than any two-edged sword. In Proverbs, it talks about sharp words. There's a lot of sharp words out there that are cutting, but the word of God is sharper. So when you use the word of God in your prayer time, God gives you a word. See, when you're praying in the spirit, he'll give you his word 
to couple in with your spirit praying, it's sharper than anything the enemy is doing or wants to do. It's sharper. It's, it overcomes. It's higher. So God, expect God to give you scripture when you're praying as well in the, in, in the spirit and combine the two. It'll propel you deeper in the spirit and it'll bring your prayers to come to pass quicker. Amen. I really uh, uh, affirm uh, those words of things being accelerated, particularly in this mystery of the church or the mystery or the manifold wisdom that's revealed through the church. And part of it is because of corporate prayer. Because corporate prayer creates something like a, a, a greenhouse effect. You know, when I came to Jesus, it was more like a scraggly old pine out on a hill with a bunch of rocks around me. And I, I, got, I was lucky I survived. Well, it wasn't luck. It was God's grace, right? But I didn't have a whole lot of help till you, f you find help. You find other people who are as lonely as you are, and then you marry them. <laughs> you make your own tribe. And then you wonder, where'd they all come from? But it takes time. But when you have a greenhouse effect and you got corporate prayer going on, somebody gets saved and all these things are normal. Now, the downside is they don't have to pay any price for them. They just, they just get them. Like, they're like a kid born with a silver spoon in his mouth. So you've got to do some educating. You've got to teach them. But, you know, we looked at our boys, and we didn't want them to go through what we went through. Some people don't have that mindset. They think, well, they ought to go through what we went through to learn, you know. No, they ought to, they ought to start at your ceiling. Your ceiling ought to be their ground floor. And if you educate them right, then they'll still respect what their mother and father labored to bring them up to. You know, I always kept trying to tell my three boys, and they didn't get it for a long time. Your dad was, you know, country redneck, and he delivered you before you were even born, you know. <laughs> Escaped that, you know. And ben, ben, it was... Ben, it was in his DNA. He was like a salmon swimming back to the source, but... Uh, yeah. So, so this greenhouse effect will continue as we, as we pray in the Holy Ghost. And it also then, the most important things I learned that, that I want to encourage you with, this little nugget, is that I feel like for me, the way I can best express it by analogy is that when I pray, I'm actually creating the road I'm going to walk on tomorrow and next week and next month. And that a year from now, I get to a destination, but that road was prayed out. And, and especially young ministers seem to miss this. They're waiting for someone to invite them to preach. They're waiting for someone to pay them to preach or to hire them in a paid salary position. 
when what they're doing is neglecting God's path for them, it might be paid, it might be a salary, but you better make sure it's the road you're supposed to be walking on. And, and if there is no money, that's fine, because if, if God creates that road for you, there'll be, there'll be diamonds laying on the sidewalk. You know, what's that? Sort of. Well, I had somebody give me a diamond once over in Armenia. Remember that? A sliver. It wasn't even a chip. It was a sliver. A chip is bigger than a sliver. I mean, it was sad. It was, uh, yeah, I think you still have it somewhere in the glitter. It was in Armenia, and this this uh, husband and wife they were they were very elderly, and he Armenia does all the uh, cutting of diamond stones for the Soviet Union, and so these guys were really skillful. This guy had worked in the as a diamond cutter and setting it, you know, for like fifty years. So when he retired, they gave him a diamond as his retirement. And him and his wife wanted to give it to me to give to my wife because she sacrifices while I go play. Tongue in cheek, you know. And so I, all this was built up. I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, Terry's going to get a, yeah, you know, a jawbreaker, you know. And, and, and they bring out this little velvet bag and very slowly... And I kind of saw this little reflection float like a feather onto his hand. It broke my heart. I had to take it, you know. And she still has it, I think. It's an honor. It's an honor. Yeah. And uh, I'd rather have that gift than some of the others. Amen. And and I think that's a part of, of... when you know it's from Jesus, yeah, you know, you, yeah, I got a couple things that aren't really that great quality, but it, you know, it was my granddad's, or it was this, or it was, you know, yeah. So there'll be diamonds on the road, amen. But you pray it out. From that, I also learned when I went throughout Russia. Uh, a lot of people would laugh, but I was very serious. Whenever I would do a week of Bible school, I always said the same thing. I said, now look, you're going to go out and start churches. And you're going to go out in villages and difficult areas and other countries. And I said, but if you pray, if you want me to come preach for you, if you pray and ask God to send me, I'll come on on the prayers. I'll come on that way. Your prayers will bring me. See, in that way, I I just kind of made it lazy for me. They have to pray me in. Yeah, and then they do. And I've gotten into some weird places. Yeah. Amen. Isn't God good? Thank you for for persevering in prayer. It's a lesson you want to learn and keep on praying. Never forget Jesus said that you ask in his name that your joy may be full. A lot of times, we're going to talk about it tonight, there are burdens to prayer. There are burdens to intercession. But there's a joy that can't be measured. And if you get tired of praying, you've forgotten that joy. That's why in the very first session, I wanted you to write down three answers to prayer. I know you got more, 
But when you lose that joy, then you, you kind of get stimmied in your prayers. You know, you get, oh, I should be doing something else. Or, or you, some people even, probably nobody in here, but some people will actually pray themselves into depression. Right? You, you got to watch yourself there. Prayer should bring you into the, the victory of joy. And there is joy in prayer. And if, if, you're, if you're in a position where you've lost that, that's why you need a prayer partner. You need somebody to shake you and say, wake up. You got it better than you realize. Oh, life's so bad. Well, let's, let's take you to the Philippines and you live in the, in the junkyard for a couple months, you know. Right? Everything's relative, isn't it? Yeah. We're so blessed. Aren't we blessed? Tell your neighbor, you're more blessed than you realize. Yeah, some girl says, I need new shoes. Well, you got a pair. Yeah, amen? You, you know what I'm talking about? It's all relative. Hallelujah. 